Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Change is constant, and nowhere is this more true than with your company's network and network security. With an SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you get the best of both worlds. A scalable network to quickly connect remote offices and the protection from downtime that ensures your network is always on. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 866-541-5000. Blackfoot, connect to more. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana. Montana State OC Justin Udy on the show today. And maybe even Colton Nuanas will make an appearance. It is Tutel Nuanas on 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Hi, how are you? Outstanding to be with you on this very fine Thursday afternoon. Hope you are having a wonderful day. We appreciate you being here with us on your radios, on your TVs, and uh, yeah, enjoying this first spectacular week of the month of September. Goodness gracious, how great is this? We are glad to be along with you. If you want to be a part of the show, we're happy to have you on board. You can get in here a multitude of ways. First of all, you can call 361-3688 is the phone number. All guests join us via the Rankish Brothers RV phone line 361-3688 that number. You can also text that number. Text it. That's right. You get in that way. You can also tweet at us. How about that? At Gus Tutel at 1029 ESPN at Skyline Sports MT on Twitter and uh, we can respond to you there or right here on the air with that as well. If you would like to uh, listen live on the World Wide Web, 
easier for you that way, you go ahead and you do that, 1029ESPN.com. You go there, you check out everything that uh, you need to check out. You got the Grizz Greats podcast up. First couple of episodes are there, uh, so you can go listen to that, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions. Uh, an absolute blast, the uh, most re- recent episode with Andy Larson, the uh, kicker for the Grizzlies, of course, who made the game-winning kick in the uh, fourth quarter of that National Championship game. Now this is fourth quarter. I mean, crying out loud, 39 seconds left. So uh, we uh, we had a lot of fun with him, and uh, we got a bunch more of these to roll out that we're excited about, and I'll tell you a little story about what happened today regarding the Grizz Greats uh, podcast. So we'll get into that. Uh, but anyway, if you want to listen online, you can do that at the website as well. You listen live on the stream. The stream is available all the time thanks to our friends at Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, it is your local bank. It is your opportunity. Uh, we'll go through a few things. First of all, Justin Udy, the offensive coordinator at Montana State, uh, had a uh, conference call today or a Zoom call with the media. And so we will bring you uh, an extended portion of that. Coulter got in, asked a number of questions in there, did a couple other folks. So we'll uh, hear from a uh, very young, 30, 31 years old, Justin Udy, very young guy. And I know much is made of that, sometimes too much. But uh, his first time as an offensive coordinator, you know, really wearing the hat and now doesn't even get a coach in a, you know, his first fall season. Uh, and so, but uh, plenty to talk to uh, with uh, with him about that over at Montana State. We also uh, will review some of our senior spotlight. We have one more senior spotlight to do. It's sort of an end and a beginning next week. We are uh, expecting to get, anticipating getting Dylan Rollins, who is a senior now uh, at Sentinel High School. And uh, we've been doing seniors that were seniors this past year going into their first year of college, but we kind of rounded the corner with this thing. And uh, Dylan Rollins uh, has, well, he can kind of call his shot in terms of where he wants to go play football. Big kid over there at Sentinel. Great offensive lineman, the double-A level here in Montana. But today, uh, we will just go through a couple of those folks uh, that we were fortunate enough to have on that we were excited to have with us here on the show and go through that. We also, uh, at the top of the hour, we'll get into some NBA stuff. I mean, could you ask for two better games than what you had last night if you're an NBA fan? A game seven that comes all the way down to the wire and an inbounds pass and a James Harden block of all things, and then a Russell Westbrook steal a couple guys in there on a on a steal on a tip on the inbounds pass and then uh also game two I mean wow with the Bucks going down to the wire with the heat and a phantom foul call at the end sends Jimmy Butler to the line with hello 0.0 left on the clock in a tie game all you got to do is make a free throw and he gets the first one to fall game is over that boy he does hit the second one just for posterity uh but anyway i mean two spectacular games and we'll talk a, a fair minute a fair bit about that so there you go that's the show today also by the way there is college football tonight if you're tracking at home central arkansas of course the only team playing football this season back in action on espn television might be espn three i gotta check it out in any case that's what i'll be watching when i go home tonight so there you go that is the show hi colter What's up, Gus? You tell me, man. You got your uh, bound. This isn't really a book here. We do our daily book check-in here. This is not a book. This is a uh, a, a football. Uh, what is this? This is a, this a, is a, a, this a, a media this is, guide. This is the 2019 uh, Montana State record book. Um, and Bill Aberdy, Montana State Sports Information, as yeah. as uh, a lot of people know, good friend of the show, as well as a guy that uh, really kills it for us. I mean, we, we've been getting a lot of Montana State interviews during this time of no sports because – Bill just says, hey, we're doing a Zoom call with Kane Ion. We're doing a Zoom call with Justin Udy. Would you like to participate? Absolutely. We, we would love to have some interviews and some sports. So uh, the reason I chose this one off the, the bookshelf, it's applicable since we're going to play some of this Justin Udy sound. Uh, but this, this um, record book, 
has two pictures of Troy Anderson playing quarterback. Yep. And Troy Anderson's not going to play quarterback for Montana State in any form or fashion. Uh, play anything for uh, Well, if no one's going to play anything this fall. I don't think anybody's going to play anything next spring. But I don't think that Troy Anderson's going to play anything, period, in either of those. He will play something in the fall of 2021. But my question for you, though, is there's been much made of Montana State's offense, both in praise and in criticism mm-hmm. over the last several years. The quarterback situation in Montana State has been one that has uh, – it's – it, it's funny because it's very rare that you have an omnipresent, never-ending storyline when it comes to a program. And I actually would say that it's impossible unless the storyline centers upon one of two things, controversy or quarterbacks. Montana State has had the or quarterback. Both. Or both. <laughs> and this is not controversial in the salacious state. No, this is just, certainly. This is just uh, straight up Montana State has had a revolving door at quarterback. But... I think that a, cliches play into the what we think about football quite often. And a lot of times cliches are true. Stereotypes often have elements of truth to them. But the notion that if you have more than one quarterback, you don't have any quarterbacks at all. I think that was absolutely a true notion at Montana State for a couple of years. And I think they've bucked that notion fully over the last two years, particularly last year. And so my question for you, though, is where are you at just with the analysis of the Bobcat offense? Because last year, Tucker Rovig was non-existent in the starting lineup the first three games, poor for the next four, okay for the next three, bordering on good yeah. for the final month of the year, Productive. Yep. And, and showed flashes of maybe going into his junior year being great. But then Montana State goes out and brings in Matt McKay, so now they have three different starting quarterbacks with Division One experience, Division One starting experience. Yeah, including McKay, Casey Bauman. Then Matt, not, yeah. Matt McKay from NC State, Casey Bauman for the first month of last year, and Tucker Rovig. Mm-hmm. But they also have affirmed the notion that as Jeff Choate has continued to hammer home, and I love when people make strong points and then don't delineate from that point. Choate has heard all the noise about his offense not being able to throw the ball. But he's told us multiple times on this show, he's told people around the state, whoever will listen, if I can run for 350 yards a game, it doesn't matter if I can throw the ball because we're going to win. If we can throw for 100 yards a game, that's all we need. Where are you at with the Bobcat offense? Because it seems as if he continues to infiltrate competition even when not necessary, but they've been so, they actually were really good a year ago. Here's the thing is, even he has said that that is true what you said about rushing 350 yards a game and by the way if you can't rush 350 yards a game you're going to be very good uh but he has that has not been quote unquote an excuse or to say hey you know so we don't worry about who it is that's playing quarterback or what productivity we're getting in the passing game because he has also been forward with that saying we want to be and need to be better in the passing game and at the quarterback spot in terms of what it is that we do. Here's the thing. If you you can line it up and go for 350, 400 yards on the ground every day, and that's what the DNA of that team is and what wants to be, good for you. Great. If you do it because you can't do something else, that is not ideal. 
Like, if you had, you know, you got Aaron Rodgers standing back there and you still want to run for 350 yards a game, God bless you if you could go do it. But also, it only helps you, and especially when you talk about what's the door you haven't even started to make a dent in yet. North Dakota State, nationally elite level. You can't do it one-dimensionally, period. You cannot. And so the next step involves being, first of all, productive and next level quite good, very capable, very dangerous in the passing game as well to go with what is a, an elite running game. No question. I I think that sometimes statistics lead us astray, but there's a couple statistics that I hold to have unbelievable value. There are seven continents. Yards per carry is an incredibly important statistic. Oh, that one. Okay. If Montana State was getting 350 yards a game rushing, but it was taking them 80 rushes to get there, then what you're saying is absolutely true. If it's the only thing you can do and you have 350 yards a game of rushing and 375 yards a game of total offense, the system's broken. But what Montana State did last year, where they were running for about 275 and throwing for about 175, that's money in the bank. The, the system ain't broken. They are a national semifinalist. Right. This is a very and, good football team. And when, when you run the, great at what they do. When you run the number of formations Montana State runs and you get the ball into the number of ball carriers or just offensive weapons in general that they do, mm-hmm. and you average more than six yards per carry, you'd be hard-pressed to find a lot of teams that don't run the air raid that average six yards per play. So if you're averaging more than six yards per carry, that's impressive. And that, that's where Tucker Rovig turned the corner so much last year year mm-hmm. was being able to hit one to two 50-50 balls down the field. I mean, he only hit two throws against the Grizz, but those are the two biggest throws of the game because then it gets everything else opened up. Can I play a little devil's advocate here, uh, Of though? course. Who's he throwing the ball to? Well, right. I mean, two, two, two of the best receivers in the two, league. Two, honestly, the best receivers in the league, and nobody understands that because they didn't catch many balls until well, and, the and, second half of last year. And that's truly why I think Kevin Cassis is one of the most underrated players I've ever covered. I mean, Cassis had 60-plus catches and 875-plus yards a year ago in an offense where he only was right. getting three or four opportunities a game. And they're out the door, okay? They are. And so, again, you you can be – you could have literally not a quarterback on the field. I mean, Troy Anderson, if you – was that for a season, essentially, when you talk about – Understanding somebody has to take the snap. That's the rules of football. Sure. But you know, you understand what I'm saying. Sure. And they were great. And 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 they can be that up to a point. But you you are completely limited in what your ceiling becomes if you're not capable of 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 not just hitting from time to time, of not having the threat of it, but of actually being able to go out there and execute and do the thing. When you're playing at South Dakota State, and it's late in the third quarter, and it's third and nine, you got to be able to hit the slam. Got to. Got to be able to do it. And that means you can't just do it when it's third and nine. You got to be able to do it on second and ten in the second quarter. You got to be able to do You know, you th- th- that has to be a part of what it is that you do, even when you hand the ball off, you know, 40 times a game and that's fun and that's great and that's what they want to do and they should do that but again there's a difference between doing something because it's your dna which running the ball is but also doing it because you you're you're not capable of another aspect of the sport so you know finding a guy who you can who who could be very i mean who what what would be the ideal quarterback for montana state a true dual threat quarterback a guy who can run and who and who can make a play with his arm 
too regularly. You and, know? and early returns is that's what Matt McKay is, right? And I mean, and if he if he turns out to be that, look out. I mean, good luck to everybody because that's going to be that that's going to be the real deal. The other statistic that I I always want to remind followers of college football of is the symbiosis between an offense and a defense. And for example, if you were to analyze the main defensive statistics of a team from Bobby Houck's first tenure at Montana from 2003 to 2009, you're talking scoring defense, rushing defense, total defense, and takeaways. Compared to now, and you were to say, okay, here's what they did in 2003 to 2009, and here's what they did these last couple of years. The statistics from 2003 to 2009 are going to be significantly better. First, because the Grizz were just in an absolutely elite place at that moment. The personnel was better. But also, it's not, you have to analyze it further than that because Montana State's defensive, or Montana's defensive statistics, excuse me, right now are going to be inherently more inflated. Because Bobby Houck never had an offense that was averaging 50 points per game yeah. first time around. He never had an offense that was going to go 300 in the air and 200 on the ground. They were trying to go 300 on the ground. They were trying to do a lot what Montana State's trying to do right now. They had a l- much more competent quarterbacks, particularly Cole Burkwist and Andrew Sell, that first time around. So those guys were you know, going to be 2,500 to 3,000-yard passers. But it, it does have an influence. But I think that the other point that's worth emphasizing is when you run a program, what, what Jeff Choate has tried to build, First and foremost, you're hanging your hat on on the defense. But what's the best defense you could possibly have? On the bench. And exactly. An offense that runs the ball. Yeah. Getting your defense on the field for 20 minutes a game and having the offense on the field for a 35 to 40 minutes a game. That's yeah. the best defense you could have. Right. And that's where Montana State's gone this direction. So I think that the Justin Udy hire is very interesting because you're talking about uh, another Offensive coordinator, first and foremost, and now you're talking about five different play callers in the five years that Jeff Choate's been at the helm. You can read into that whatever way you want. He's helping young coaches move on, but they've also had some tumult. They've also had some uh, not as good performances. There's all different factors here. But by all accounts, the fact that a guy that only has Division II play calling experience is taking over that position, to me, it's because Choate believes in his ability to do it. And I'm just so interested to see and you've asked this to multiple different people at Montana State. The fact that this is eternal waiting game, the guy's not going to be able to get make his debut until he's been on the job at the very least almost a year and a half, and more realistically, probably almost two years. That's a very interesting deal. Yeah, I mean, I think in this instance, I think it's good for totally. him and for for them. You know, to have to 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 have all the time you could possibly need to prepare. Like if you're not ready to go you know, say fall of 2021, you're never going to be ready to go. So uh, speaking of, uh, Justin Udy was on a uh, Zoom call with the media earlier today. Uh, Most of these questions are Coulter's, but there's a couple in there uh, as well, just kind of as table setters here on the front end. And I think it's uh, worth listening to. I mean, this is a guy who is a very, very bright guy, not surprisingly, and has, you know, uh, he's got a lot of weapons, but also a mountain of a task to try and figure out how to get all of those things to work together. So here you go. Conversation from earlier today with the offensive coordinator, Montana State football team, Justin Udy. How do you feel like this offseason has impacted you implementing your style of offense onto this team? I know Choate's still have a big say in what's going on, but your style. Yeah, you know, the things that, uh, that I brought with me that we've been looking to implement, we've been able to put those things in. Um, certainly you, 
you know, you want the opportunity to see those uh, in sessions where guys are fully padded and, and you can kind of see it play out at full speed and, and, and in live situations. And we didn't get a ton of those opportunities to do that, but um, having the opportunity to work with a lot of our, our guys in several occasions, uh, you know, through the summertime. And, and then we did do some fall camp practices where we were padded. And then, and then as of lately, uh, utilizing the opportunities that the NCAA has allowed us. I feel like we've gotten most of everything in and we feel comfortable. We've at least got it on film now. And that makes it easier to coach off of when it's, when it's yourself. It's not somebody else's clips. So when you can see yourself on film, that always helps. And, and we've, we've been able to, to utilize our opportunities uh, up to this point good enough to, uh, for those guys to see some of that newer stuff play out. So I'm, I'm excited about where we're at with that. And then, Coach, one last one from me. What are you seeing from the quarterback group so far when you guys have been able to be on the field? Oh, just a competitive group of guys. Um, every single guy in the room wants the same result, and that's always a really, really good thing. Everybody wants to be the trigger man. They want to be the guy that um, that runs out there on a Saturday and, and takes that first snap. So uh, it's been it's been an awesome group. We've, we've done a bunch of cool activities together. Um, you know, me getting a chance to spend more time around them has been awesome. Um, you know, we've hiked the M a couple times and we've done a few dinners at my place and just kind of done some other activities to get to know each other a little bit better. And then even some of the newer guys to the group, you know, Matt McKay joined at mid-year and then Tommy Malotz, the freshman uh, this year. So kind of getting them integrated into the group um, and then me being a new guy too. Uh, so we've, we've done a bunch of things together and just getting an opportunity to get to see their personality shine and come out and just really how competitive they are. Um, I've been really, really happy with that and really, really impressed. So um, can't, can't complain about the quarterback room right now at all. It's a great group to have. There's a lot of different ways in terms of evaluating quarterbacks. A lot, a lot of guys like the cerebral part of it. A lot of guys like the how do you do in live action part of it. Where do you fall? I mean, how important are live reps compared to what you might be able to get done right now? And do you feel like you might be able to get ahead a little bit in terms of the chalkboard side of things, since you guys maybe are working on the, the mental aspect of it a little bit more than maybe you usually would this time of year. Yeah, there's no question. I, I think the uh, we've had we've had a, a, a bunch of you know great opportunities to get caught up on X's and O's, and really for me, get the opportunity to evaluate where each guy in the quarterback room stood with that stuff. Everybody kind of has a different learning style and, and are really at a different point in their in their progression of of uh, you know, their development as a quarterback. And so we've, we've been able to, to spend a bunch of time kind of evaluating where we all are, catching some guys up, um, and then kind of learning how, how things were done here um, prior and some guys that, that have been at some other schools and, and some guys that are transitioning from high school in here. So that part of it has been, has been um, something that we've emphasized a lot. We've got a great – we've had a bunch of great opportunities to take advantage of it. Um, you know, evaluation-wise, the thing that I've really tried to, to emphasize to our guys is the opportunities that we've had on the field. Um, I've wanted to see them compete. You know, I want to see them get out of their comfort zone um, in a bunch of different ways, but, but certainly it, it is hard to replicate live reps, even if we were doing a fall camp, right? The quarterback traditionally isn't going to be live, so you're not going to know how that guy's going to respond until he get, takes that first hit. The benefit that I've had is that um, we have a bunch of college footage on, on three of the dudes in our room um, that would be taking uh, the snaps primarily. And so uh, we do have, a, we do have a, a confidence level and a feel of, of how we know those guys are going to respond when they, do, when they do go out there and take that first hit. Um, so mine has really just been on the, the practice aspect, 
watching them compete at practice and, and fundamentally are the things that we're trying to implement, are they getting better and better at those things? Are they asking the right questions to make sure that we're getting better and better at those things? And, and having those three older guys, they've, they've done a great job with that. And even our two younger guys have progressed uh, a long ways. You know, I'm, I've been really, really impressed with Tommy Malott. He's come in and um, he's a sharp, he's a sharp dude and, and he competes and, and he wants to be the starting quarterback. I promise you, if you ask Tommy, he wants to be the starting quarterback. So it's been fun. Um, like I said, I, it's not the situation that we want. It's not ideal, but um, we're working through it and we're going to get through it. And, and that's, that's our mindset is just, just, you know, control what we can control. When you're watching film, are you watching last year's games or are you watching any practice as well? Because, I mean, like a guy like Casey Bauman, for example, he did get some game reps, but mostly against, I mean, yeah. Texas Tech game reps are a little different than other game reps too, yeah. right? So, but so yeah. do you watch any uh, practice film as well or is it just game film? Yeah, we've, we've watched, we've watched all, all the, the different types of films. So it's been, you know, 2019 Montana State practice film. Um, you know, I've watched uh, NC State film with Matt all the way back to that to kind of get a feel for who he was as a player early in the process. Um, you know, we did, we were able to get film on some of our fall practices. Uh, so so we, we take advantage of the opportunity to watch that. We watch some other uh, college teams that are doing similar concepts or implementing similar things that, that, that we're looking to do. Um, we take advantage of that. And, and so it's really been a combination of a bunch of different types of film. It's not just the 2019 games from last year. And, and there are a bunch of those things that we're, we're going to, you know, look to implement and keep in the offense, but um, it, it, it could be in a little bit different style, right? It just kind of depends on, on how that personnel plays out. And I think um, a big part of what we've been trying to do is just solidify, Hey, I think we know what we have at certain spots. And then there's a couple of spots that, that we want to see compete at a high level and, and get to the point whenever we do end up playing again, we get to, you know, we, we kind of know where we stand with, with, with all those different groupings. In the film room, mm -hmm. you, is there anything you've seen from last year's team that surprised you? Or, I mean, because last year's offense was pretty darn creative. And I know that yeah. you probably broadly knew Montana State likes to run the ball, but, I mean, they ran more formations than anybody I've ever seen last <laughs> year. So, I mean, is, there, is there anything yeah. that surprised you that you stood out? And you're like, wow, this is pretty cool. It's a pretty good idea. Oh, I think, uh, you know, Coach Miller and the offensive staff last year, I think there's a lot of that, that Boise State influence. Um, and so the creativity was flowing. Um, and so for me, just professionally, it's been awesome to sit in that film room um, with Coach Armstrong, Coach Potter, Coach Frazier, and listen to kind of how they game plan and some of the things that they were looking for and how basically some of those, those concepts or those schemes, um, you know, came to being called on a Saturday. And I think probably – the biggest surprise was um, the versatility in, in all the different personnel uh, groupings. That's, uh, that's pretty rare, you know, and, and so uh, they had a really, really good feel for that, and they, they were able to keep defenses off balance uh, with all the different weapons and, and making sure that the right player was in the right spot all the time. I think somebody that doesn't, that doesn't know or isn't around it enough um, doesn't realize how much practice time um, and how precise you have to be with that. And, and one of the things that Coach Chode emphasizes here is that we're a fundamental-based football team and we're a developmental football team. And so the minute that you get here, um, you're going to hear about fundamentals and details and how we do things. And, and that's the structure um, and, and what's allowed the foundation of this program to get to where it's at today. And so for me, that was probably the, the biggest uh, shock culture was just like, wow, there was, you know, even week to week, uh, 
you know, all the different personnel groupings and what the defense had to prepare for. It was very, very impressive. And it's something that, uh, you know, we're going to continue to replicate here uh, because I know having worked on the defensive side before, I know how difficult that is um, when you're constantly trying to match different formations and different personnel down in and down out. Two more questions from me. Uh, one, Tommy Malott's an interesting kid because he's such a talented kid. He's such an athletic guy. And I think that I, I know that it's been said he's going to get a, a good shot at quarterback at first. But how do you think he will impact the decision of maybe where he's going to play just because you don't have these early on reps maybe that he might have had in the past? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I mean, he's, I think, a guy, he's uh, a guy that could switch positions, right? But he also he needs to prove himself. Right. Yeah, he, you know, uh, that's a great question. I think, you know, when I think of Tommy Malad, I think of, you know, I, I tell the coach all the time, man, you guys did a great job getting him because he's, uh, I've been really, really surprised at just how mature he is. Um, he's fun to have around. He fits personality-wise. He fits right in. I think kind of the freshman group um, has taken to him as kind of their, you know, their guy, which is, is pretty, uh, you know, pretty traditional on a team. You'd like that freshman quarterback to kind of help lead the younger group. Um, you know, he's so athletic. He's so good in the weight room. Um, he's so sharp. Uh, I think it's hard for me to say, you know, what the outlook looks like for Tommy away from quarterback. I know that specifically at the position of quarterback, uh, Tommy's going to compete at a high level and he's going to make it hard, uh, you know, especially in the future uh, for coaches here to, to not get him on the field somewhere, because I do think an athlete of his caliber and his intelligence, um, you know, he's, he's somebody that people want to rally around and follow. And, and he's kind of, uh, in my opinion, what, what I, what I think of when I think of trying to recruit, a kid to this Montana state Bobcat program. It's just like, you want kids like him, you know, guys that just do that, that do the right thing all the time. And, and, um, and so we're really, really excited about Tommy. And, and I know, uh, you know, even him being a kid from Montana um, is even, is even better because he is, you know, he's from the home state and he gets a chance to represent himself uh, just down the road from where he grew up. So I'm excited for him. And last question for me, how old are you? How old am I? Yeah. How old do you think I am? 28? <laughs> I tell you what, I wish I was 28. I'm 31. Okay, so 31. That's still interesting because my question is, Coach Short has kind of rapidly established this reputation as hiring really young up-and-coming coaches. I, I, Coach Miller, I think, was the youngest offensive coordinator in Division I football, and now that he, you know, now that he is, has a different position, it might be you. Uh, so what do you think of just that element, though, the fact that Short is willing to, to hire young guys and give them a chance to kind of be – innovative even if the experience element isn't what it, what it might be in other places sure I guess I've never really thought that much about um about my age and, and how it pertains to um the profession I've got the opportunity to work with a bunch of coaches um you know over the years that it just feels like uh I don't know maybe maybe it's the fact that I think this will be maybe my my 10th season coaching so it feels like the 10 years is maybe feels more like 20 sometimes but um, you know, I, I, you know, obviously I'm very, very appreciative of the opportunity. I feel like, um, coach Cho gave me the opportunity because he has confidence, um, and who I was and, and the people that recommended me, he has confidence in them. And so I think, um, you know, hopefully if you ask coach Cho, um, you know, he'd be able to tell you that, that everything that he needed to see, uh, in the interview process to get to this point. Um, and even since the, the time that I've been here, has been um, what he expected, 
based off of, you know, the people that he talked to and the conversations he had with me and, and kind of going into it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I hopefully my, my youth helps me and, and we can be, you know, young, energetic and, and have a lot of energy and passion and, and all that. But yeah, I just, I, I don't have a great answer because I've never really, I guess, thought that much about um, my age into, into my profession and really the role that I'm in. 28, huh, Coulter? Really undersold Justin there. Across the 30. I should have asked him how old he thought I was just so I could hear what my nephew told me all week. What did he say? 58? Coco, why are you so old? I said, (laughs) how old do you think I am? He said, you're 45. I said, how old's Ryan? He goes, 40. Nice. I said, man, that is, that's as, that's as disheartening as it could possibly get. boy. Well, you know, first of all, he's got me nailed down. He does, but you also can't walk and sound like you're 80. So I I sound great and I can't walk, but you don't need to see me walk. All you got to do is see my face and just go, yeah, 20s, maybe, maybe 30. It's great. Oh, uh, I, I take great pride in finally looking my own age for the first time in my life. You look great, too. Uh, we we're uh, It was fun to talk to, you know, to hear from from Justin Udy and kind of get the, the, uh, the full, I mean, he's been there now six, eight months, right? I mean, since he was hired. Yeah, I mean, yeah Coach Miller left right after the, the season, uh, w- within a month so, of, of the playoff you know, loss in January, December. So, yeah. January, February, and uh, and he's got, you know, an opportunity now, like we talked about, to, to really take the time, implement the system, and and do as many evaluations as you can. I mean, they're, they're going to get – they're getting practice time that I understand – People are not happy and reasonably so that it's not completely equitable across the FCS. But the, at the end of the day, this is this is zero, you know, you know, this is a zero year, and so everything that you're doing right now is benefiting you in a way that it wouldn't have before. And this is not to say that everything's great or wonderful. It's not. It sucks. So this is supposed to be week one of college football in the state of Montana. I mean, I, I've hated <laughs> to even mention this, but we're supposed to be covering well, football Saturday here. It, it's. I mean, I, I don't think that uh, that Kent will mind sharing this little detail. I mean, we were had correspondence with Kent Haslam, athletic director at Montana, and we said, hey, Kent, can we come see you tomorrow? And he said, guys, I can't believe this, but I'm going out of town for Labor Day for the first time ever. <laughs> this is supposed to be the time that, you I know. Yeah, I can't believe he, I he won't said this be is around supposed to be this the, weekend. This is supposed yeah. to be the day that we're opening up the season, but I, I'm not going to be here. Come see me next week. But I think that that's, it's so telling because m- the majority of people in the world, I think, would say, well, I would love to get out of town for Labor Day weekend. Most people are going to get out of town for Labor Day weekend or do something fun or have a barbecue mm-hmm. or whatever. A lot of people and, go to football games for Labor Day oh, wait, No doubt. And we're all like, well, what the hell's Labor Day? Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to the football game. <laughs> no doubt. So uh, anyway, there we are. It's got a Labor Day to work through, and then a whole fall season to work through, and 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 prepare the team and himself and all that. So I appreciate uh, the time uh, there with Justin Duty. It's Two Telling Nuanas, one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. Quick break on the other side. Our senior spotlight review. We will do another one next week, but we wanted to. Just once again, highlight some of the, the great kids that we talked to in this series throughout the summer. It was a ton of fun to uh, to speak with all of them. And we'll kind of re- regroup or re, uh, revisit some of the kids that we were able to talk to throughout this year right after this. Hey, Chris Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula and Highway 83 in Sealy. The weather, it's booming right now. It is just beautiful and warm and perfect. So get outside. Get in the mountains. Get on the lakes. Get on the rivers. Do what you got to do. 
off-road, Kurtz Polaris is your one and only place that you got to go. Okay, Side-by-sides, Polaris is the top of the industry with their Razors, Rangers, and Generals as well. You can get work done, go fast, performance-based, and uh, group-based too if you need it. Get a ton of people in these things. If you if you want to take a crew out, show them around the state of Montana, that is the way to do it. Also, if you like a little alone time, in for a little bit of excitement, you get, go for the two-wheel version. All right, Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes, they will get you absolutely everywhere. You can take them, jump them, race them, do whatever you do. Have a grand time, top of the line always at Kurtz Polaris. And then, now, and this is relatively recent, last two years or so, Crest Pontoon Boats, the best in the industry and the most fun and leisure and enjoyable time that you can have out on any body of water that you could put it on get the crest pontoon boats going summer the way you always envision with kurtz polaris online at kurtzpolaris.com for unquestionably committed coverage of montana montana state and big sky conference athletics from a homegrown local source you can count on skyline sports the grassroots news gathering organization is owned and operated by coulter and brooks nuanas a pair of missoula natives and university of montana graduates for the best sports journalism in the state you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy skyline sports for eight dollars a month or ninety dollars a year you can get the best coverage available at skylinesportsmt.com skyline sports every day every season and just to be clear, Class AA starts Friday, a week from tomorrow. Right, September 11th. Excuse yes. me. I think, I think we were all tracking with you, but just so you know. No, no Class AA tomorrow, and then it'll start a, uh, a week from tomorrow. It is to tell new waters. It is 1029 ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. Howdy. Good to be with all of you on this very fine Thursday afternoon at Gus Tutel on Twitter at 1029 ESPN at Skyline Sports MT. Go follow along in the Twitterverse there up to the moment. Information and, well, rollicking laughter at every turn. Uh, it is time for our senior spotlight. It is brought to us in part by Blaine McElmurray of McElmurray Homes. Blaine McElmurray knows that you can achieve through hard work. And as an athlete from small town Montana, that's Troy, he rose up to become an All-American safety for the Grizzlies on UM's 1995 national title team before spending several seasons playing in the NFL. McElmurray has used those values in his work with McElmurray Homes, Missoula's highest quality custom residential construction company. Since 2003, McElmurray Homes has been committed to offering quality custom service, quality products, and the best prices throughout any project. McElmurray Homes is proud to support local high school athletes around the state of Montana. Visit McElmurrayHomes.net today uh coulter the uh senior spotlight will have another one of these next week uh, which we're looking forward to but we've gotten to talk to i mean several uh, uh, uh really pretty impressive kids and again the impetus for this is a lot of kids man lost their their spring seasons you know they, they didn't get to finish either basketball or if they're you know talking about track and field uh athletes and things like that they didn't get to even start their spring seasons and we were uh, fortunate enough to talk to several of these kids many of whom are now at their colleges at the division uh you know one level and uh, even even out of state but wanted to review you know and just talk to a couple of the kids who uh, we were fortunate enough to uh to to touch base with throughout the course of this summer and 
full disclosure, we were planning on ending this series with Tommy Malott, the Gatorade player of the year at Butte High School and mm-hmm. a great athlete. I, I believe the best male athlete in the state of Montana this last year. And you heard Justin Udy in the first segment talk about Tommy Malott and, and just the potential he thinks he has and, and right. the natural leadership he thinks he has. But because this series ran a little bit long uh, for a variety of factors, Tommy Malott's officially a Montana State Bobcat. Montana State's had a, a policy in place since uh, Cliff Heisel was the coach that true freshmen cannot do interviews. So mm-hmm. Tommy Malott not available. Well, we'll try to round up some stuff. We have had him on the show a couple of times. Great young man, really smart kid, uh, really fun. Uh, but we'll sort of parlay this into seniors of next year uh, with Dylan Rollins a week from now, and that'll be fun. Uh, Missoula Sentinel product, who's one of the best recruits out of the state of Montana. But I think it's worth recapping these kids because I think that this last year, particularly on the female side, some really, really talented yes. uh, athletes, uh, and uh, we were able to highlight a lot of them. So we kicked off the series with Lauren Hagan. She's the all-class record holder in the triple jump and a multiple-time state champion in multiple different events at Missoula Sentinel. She, to me, is the person that got robbed of what could have been history more than any other athlete in the state of Montana, male or female, because Lauren Hagan shattered the all-class triple jump record a year ago. She would have been in the mix for the hurdles and the long jump record as well, and she could have put that triple jump record so far out there. It's, it's still so far out there that I think it's going to be tough to match anytime soon, but she could have like really, really, she could have been top five marks in the country mm-hmm. good this mm-hmm. year. And so it's really too bad for her, but she gets to go continue her career at the University of Washington. It'll be a dog. And she was a phenomenal interview. Awesome young lady. She was so confident and so smart, and we loved catching up with her. Uh, And then we had the tallest guest I believe we've ever had in Mr. Abe Johnson, uh, six foot nine and a half at Missoula Hellgate Sr. And his story cut short one game before. Redemption. Hellgate loses on a buzzer beater in the state championship last year. They get to the state championship, and then the state tournament's called off before they get to play building Skyview. A devastating moment, but Abe is going on to to play at West Point, the Army. Army. And uh, what a a phenomenal and interesting story. Yeah, I mean, it is a a guy, right, who didn't didn't even occur to him, you know, about playing Division I sports division one basketball i don't know how tall you got to get before you go well maybe i could do this i would think six nine might go ahead and be the time where you go maybe basketball is something i could do uh, at the next level and a, and, a, and a really good basketball player for you know probably the best team in the state in the hellgate knights you know yep. they're undefeated uh this this season and uh and he you know Obviously, Raleigh Wooster and and rightfully so got a lot of headlines and is uh, you know leads the state in terms of you know Gatorade Player of the Year and that. But uh, Abe Johnson was a huge, huge part of that team and their success and uh, and and the inside outside part of it. He's not you know sometimes high schoolers that are certain heights that tall. That's what that's all they are. You know, you get the the advantage of the inches, but nothing else really comes with it. He's an ath- athletic kid, could shoot it a little bit, and so uh, I'm excited to see what he does. And obviously, the the choice to be go go be a cadet at West Point uh, is is significant on a myriad of levels. And obviously, you get the added you know part of it. He's going to be a Division One basketball player as well. Uh, by, I mean, by the way, uh, senior spotlight presented by Blaine McElmurray of McElmurray Homes, as well as Mike Nugent of Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. These Every single one of these interviews is available on the podcast, hmm. no matter where you find your podcast. So all you got to do is just go to Tell Nuanas, you know, type in Abe Johnson, type in Lauren Hagan, and, and there's the interview will be. And, and these interviews were really interesting. I yep. mean, Abe Johnson's story about living abroad and, and 
how that made him love America and how he wants to serve America. Really cool. We also had Raleigh Wooster on. Uh, he told us about his journey to Utah State. That was interesting. That's a much chronicled story, maybe one that people had heard a little bit more because he has been sort sure. of this premier guy. But he was awesome, as always. Uh, Whitney Morrison from Missoula Big Sky. She is a multi-star athlete. She was an All-American candidate in soccer, but she will take her talents to the University of Montana to run track and field. Uh, it'd be interesting to see the transition there because she was really keen on Brian Schwain. She looked up to Lindsey Hall, former University of Montana, yes. a multi-athlete star, and Lindsey was a Big Sky grad who had then helped Whitney initially, and now Whitney's at, or now, excuse me, now Lindsey's at Utah State. So we'll see if, if Whitney maybe pivots and maybe goes to the Lindsey Hallway with Brian Schwain resigning at Montana, not to speculate anything, but could be a great fit. But either way, it's a great get for Montana because she is a, a Mountain West level athlete in multiple sports. So she could be a star for the Grizz track team. Is the band Van Morrison the guy or is that the band? It's a, a man. Van Morrison's a man, singer songwriter. And his, his actual name is Van? Van Morrison. Yeah. I mean, I'm aware that it's Van Morrison, but I'm just trying to understand. Is that like, if I take a look and I get the records and I get the whole person, it's going to say Van on it. It will. Huh. Yeah, Van Morrison, one of my all-time favorites. You know, it's a marvelous night. For a lot of day. these times, you know, a lot of people who are famous, we don't take the time to go. Your name's what? Speak for yourself. I mean, really? Like, I think it's so famous. I think it's so fun to look up famous people because so many famous people don't go by their real names. Well, that's what I'm trying to say about Van. You think that you for sure that his name is Van? Well, that that's actually I haven't actually looked up if Van Morrison's real. Musicians often do go by their real names. I mean, do you think he's famous if his parents go ah, Hatchback Morrison? <laughs> oh my gosh, you're huh? you're so funny, man. Uh, Van Morrison's real name is in fact Van Morrison. Urban Meyer. Urban? Sir, Sir George Van Morrison. Well, uh, you know, it's better once you become a knight. I don't think he was born into knighthood. True. Okay, carry Continue. on with the senior spotlight presented by Blaine McElmurray at McElmurray Homes and Mike Nugent at Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. That. Asher Croy, future running back for the yep. University of Montana. State champion. He did get to win a state championship. Yes, he he actually had a heyday in the state championship against Butte, 333 yards rushing. If you're a fan of threes. Yeah, 333 yards rushing, three touchdowns. What a day on for Asher On 33 carries. On 33 carries. What a day. Uh, but he also was going to threaten to be a, a really good sprinter in track and field as well, so he was robbed of that. But he was a, a great interview talking about his path from Huntley Project to Bozeman High to the Grizz. We had Gatorade Player of the Year, Kendall Keller, uh, girls basketball Gatorade Player of the Year from Haver High School. She's coming to the Lady Grizz. Uh, very cool story by on her part, Lexi Deaton, a Lady Grizz lineage. Her mom, Don Silliger, played for the Lady Grizz. Her aunt, Karen Deaton, is the coach at Missoula Sentinel, where Lexi Deaton played this previous year. Karen Deaton also famously played at the University of Washington, but Lexi Deaton actually taking her talents to Montana State to play for uh, Trisha Benford, and uh, th- that's definitely an interesting deal. Talking about maybe going taking talents, huh? Maybe, Is that where everybody's taking talents now, huh? I guess. Okay. And uh, then we we most recently had Willa Albrecht, who is yes. a champion sprinter at Billings West, who was robbed of that opportunity. She definitely would have threatened and probably been the absolute favorite in the 100 meters and 200 meters, but she's um, more prominently going to play basketball for the Lady Grizz this upcoming year. So and her sister, who's a twin, going to Lehigh. All the way on the other side of the country. That's that was the funniest right? part of that interview, was just asking her, hey, you have a twin sister, what... Uh, 
what do you think? And she was like, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to go to school with my twin sister. I, I would like to go to school on the other side of the country. Uh, well, very good. It was, it was a ton of fun. Like you said, you can look on, look them up and we'll wrap up the series, uh, next week, uh, and, uh, and look forward to that. But the senior spotlight is brought to us in part by Mike Nugent of Berkshire Hathaway real estate. Coulter, you wanted to buy, you wanted to sell. This is the time for you in the uh, in Missoula, Montana, and Western Montana in general. Nobody better than Mike Nugent to get you set up. The world of real estate absolutely evolving always, but it, that's true now more than ever. If you're a longtime Missoulian looking to upgrade or downsize, it might be the best time yet for you to sell. But if you're in a position to buy something new, t- today might be the best time for you to ever buy. And so no matter what your questions are, when it comes to residential or commercial real estate, Mike Nugent and the professionals at Berkshire Hathaway in Missoula have your answers. Mike's incredibly knowledgeable. He's a local guy. He grew up here. He knows the town in and out. Fierce supporter of University of Montana Athletics. So if you have any questions at all, even if you just want to learn about the real estate climate, give Mike a call. 531-1802. That's 531-1802. Mike Nugent at Berkshire Hathaway wants you to remember every question is good to ask. Craziest name of a famous person that it, you know you just don't think about it. Rip Torn, Oral Hershiser. Change is constant, and nowhere is this more true than with your company's network and network security. With an SD WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you get the best of both worlds a scalable network to quickly connect remote offices and the protection from downtime that ensures your network is always on. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 866 541 5000. Blackfoot, connect to more. Hi, boys and girls. To tell new on us, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Great to be back with you. We are uh, having ourselves a very nice Thursday, and this Thursday contains something that has never contained before in my life. Same. I had a great thrill, and Coulter had a horrendous uh, nightmare come true at the same moment when we were the subjects of a photo shoot today, a proper photo shoot. Uh, You will be seeing why soon on a billboard coming near you in support of Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 podcast series, which is out now. I cannot wait to identify where said billboard is and then reroute myself so I never have to see it again. Just, I will drive a different way anywhere. I am so pumped up. You know that I feel like... uh, Anything I can do to become more and more famous is the only thing I care about as long as it comes with no money. That's the key. And uh, <laughs> I am I am really pumped up about the podcast series. I you am can too. get the first two uh, right now uh, that are that are out there available on Spotify, available at the website. In fact, we have our very own Grizz Greats website for this thing, right? Colds have been working on this thing. So grizzgreats.com, you can go there uh, right now and listen to uh, to the first couple of podcasts and we will be releasing these uh, periodically. It'll be ultimately weekly, but we'll we'll do a, a couple more just to get the ball rolling maybe twice a week here. 
uh, early on. But it's a ton of fun. But I, you put on uh, makeup today or had it applied for you? I did. It, I, it's a little strong to say. It was, you, you were powdered. You know, sure. they wanted to take away the sheen uh, on the two of us. Uh, and we got to stand in there. And I said somewhat jokingly, like, this is the closest thing to acting you will ever have had to do. But then you stand up there. And that's exactly what it is. It's just still shot pretend. And I had a very tough time getting into character. It was unclear at times what character I was supposed to be in. There are easily 500 pictures taken, and I don't know that five of them are usable. I've never had a usable picture taken. Oh, myself. stop with this. Stop with this. It's in my blood, man. It ain't. It is. It's in I'm your not, head. I'm not photogenic. It's in your head. No, here's the thing, though. Here's my thought. I, I have... I've never gotten anywhere because of how I look, but I realized that in a very young age, therefore it has literally no impact on my self-confidence because you can't change how you look. You can only be confident in who you are. And that's where I've always tried to build is confidence in my own personal self, but I've always had a, a terrible fear of photos, but it's not something that's completely my own thing. Man, you, cer- you certainly overcame that my, fear today. My um, father did not like photos particularly, um, I don't think my mother particularly loves them either, but she's much more photogenic because she's much more beautiful than all the rest of us. Well, and that's fair. Um, my, I know my aunt Jenny. She she she'll slap the camera out your hand if you want to take a picture with her. It's just, it just makes me uncomfortable. But, but here's the thing: it's not because I don't think that I can look good in the world. I just think that I look better in the world than in any picture that's ever been taken of me. Well, I agree with that about myself. I do look better in the world than any picture, but, there but is I also some people look that great looks, in pictures. There's some people that look as good as they look in in the world as they do in photos. There's some people like my who sister look in law, better in photos. My sister-in-law, Kyla, mm-hmm. is beautiful, but she's also the most photogenic person of all time. Like Her pictures are perfect. She, she looks natural and great all the time. Here's the thing. Some people are happy, and so they can <laughs> smile, and, it, and it, it looks like a smile because it is a smile. The two of us, we just clench up our face you know, well, muscles, and then it, it, our teeth are showing, but we're not smiling. It's not clear that we aren't growling or preparing to eat something. I really think there's a real dynamic there, though, because I do think that people that are um, authentically gregarious and outgoing yes. and aren't scared to share their true, authentic laughs and jovial nature with the world as we are, as we do on this show all the time, I think they have a hard time fabricating that. Agree. If they were in here right now taking pictures of us doing this show, I would. I think the pictures would be great. Because I'm doing all my... The pictures are going to be great. I know, but I, I know they will. But like right now, they were having us do all these hand motions that I do anyways. But when you're just doing it not in the in the art of performance, it's just completely different. They said it is completely different when it's not a candid thing, when it's like a stage right. deal. I like totally our, agree like with you. Yeah. Our, our promos that we've run on SWX Montana, where we were filming, looking into the camera, they were fine. But the, the, the commercial that they filmed from us, where they came into the studio and they came down to the, some of the remotes we did, and it was us in our natural element with a voiceover in the back, it was great because that's us being natural, and that's, that's my whole thing. Well... Me and my natural state is me all the time, and I felt <laughs> wonderful about it. I've only ever made it anywhere in the world based on the way I look, and that's why I've made it so far. <laughs> Hour two next. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.